0: Tell me when we're when we're ready.
1: You're very intro sensitive. I am. I don't know why I am.
0: <laughs> are we? Are we? Are, are, so did t-
1: you know that intro? Uh, that's uh, a voiceover actor, but the music is actually my buddy in Texas did that. It's, that's him and all the instruments. Oh. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. All right, we're rolling. Go ahead and show me. You're on the stage now. Oh. You've been t- <laughs> you've been talking about the intro. All right. So all here, right. here you are. Okay. Welcome to the Coast Down Podcast, presented by Pratt Miller. Pratt Miller, transforming what's possible.
0: Welcome everybody to the Coast Down Podcast with Luke Sager and Brad Zimmerman. Uh, My name is Luke Sager and uh, I have the esteemed honor today of doing the introduction to this podcast. I've never had this honor before so I'm a little excited. Um, I'm sure you can hear to my voice but again I'm Luke Sager along with Brad Zimmerman. Today we're gonna review the races from this past weekend. Lots of racing. There was a lot of racing. Talk about um, happenings in the motorsport world Yeah. and uh, maybe laugh a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully a lot. There we go. We got one,
1: one down. <laughs> Good start. Um so much like last time I think I'm I have some a few notes on everything but yep. I have one comment for pretty much the whole weekend do you so, want to start with that or do you want to save that we're going to save that you're going to leave us we're going to we're going to build it up okay. for that one okay um uh Hungarian Grand Prix Formula 1 yeah uh I watched I, I watched again I watched the recap this morning but I did see about halfway on to the end live yeah um probably the wrong half of the race to watch (laughs) well yeah uh what were your thoughts on that
0: race well um i'll tell you what i watched qualifying again Mm -hmm. and i'm really enjoying f1 qualifying Mm -hmm. i think that is i'm becoming more and more confident that that's more exciting than the race yep um you know just Last minute, people laying down laps, and you know the anticipation of who's going to be fast. Um, there, there's a lot going on, and you know this. You know we've been building up to see people within striking distance of Red Bull, and and that's been the exciting story in, in my eyes. Like, okay, who's who's gonna who who's got a chance, mm. uh, or is getting closer, or who's now at. On, on top of the everyone else's right, yep. yep. Um, and there's crap. There's a lot going on, and and this this week the exciting news is was Lewis Hamilton getting pole, mm-hmm. um, just by just by a little bit, but he got it. Um, and George Russell um, not getting out of Q three, so you had this, again big big split between the teammates. Um, but holy cow, it looked like. Um, they definitely have had Red Bull a bit on their back foot. Um, you know, listening to Max after qualifying, he's like, yeah, the car's not quite where it should be, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, rolling into Sunday, I was like, holy cow, this is... We got a race on our hands yep. for the first time in whatever, 12 races or whatever it's been, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then the race starts. And so Max actually had um, inside line to... Mm-hmm first corner mm-hmm. so you know yeah he wasn't on pole but he had inside position so if he got off the line decently well there's a super strong chance he could just pass make his pass in the first corner and that be it and that's what happened goes yep. into the first corner makes the pass for the lead and boom race over and and then that was <laughs> it that was it <laughs> <laughs> good yeah on,
1: on to Iowa <laughs> yeah pretty, mu- pretty much so pretty you much. S- you said that uh quali- formula and qualifying is more or as or more exciting than the race yeah is that a problem? If you're <laughs> formula one is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I don't know
0: uh, I, I, it ha- yeah it has to be um, but like I think you know because because there's a lot of uh, a lot goes on to you know whose cars are fast and what upgrades they're bringing mm-hmm. and the drama between the two teammates and like, there's all kinds of storylines that are exciting and interesting that are more interesting than, you know, the on track, you know, zoom, 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 Mm zoom, zoom, car's just going back, you know, by every lap, caution free, no passing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. There's enough, there's enough stuff that's that's somewhat interesting to follow versus the actual racing, I yep. guess. Yeah.
1: So I the, uh, what I missed live, but I, I caught up this morning. So both uh, Alpine cars got punted on the first corner of the first turn yep. uh, on the first lap. Uh, Danny Ricardo got kind of caught up in that. He got bumped from behind. I think his rear wheels came up off the ground a little bit, but he finished the race, but he was like top of the second board. I think he was like 13th-ish. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Uh, I am impressed with McLaren. Yeah, another great um, weekend. They have like totally leapfrog, um, Aston Martin, and they are like all up in Red Bull's business. Um, and I wouldn't go
0: that far, but yeah, they're 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 now the top of the heap of mm-hmm. of of um, you know not the Red Bulls, but I mean it's pretty close back there, right? M- Mercedes, McLaren, a little bit of the Astons. Um, Ferrari here and there. Like,
1: they're all pretty clumped up. It seems... Other teams are getting jabs in, but they can't get the closing blow. Yep. Like they just, you know, they're kind of like annoying, napping at their ankles. <laughs> but the <laughs> you know, they're still—it's a the bigger dog. Yeah. And it's like just doesn't care.
0: Well, they're they're sneaking up on it, and and to see someone else on pole was pretty exciting this week. Yeah. Um. You know, I keep thinking. I think you mentioned this last week. Are we starting to to see the salary? The sorry, the financial. Restraints and, and caps, uh, budget constraints mm. starting to, to show up. Where, you know, if you are a bit off the pace, you just can't, you know, pour in ten more million bucks and mm. be caught up, sort of thing.
1: Right? Yep. Uh, Perez ninth to third, I think, was a, a great showing. Lando Norris P two. Yep. Uh, so that was good. Um, however, Max still wins by thirty six seconds, something ridiculous like that. Yep. So that's uh, seven wins in a row. 44 wins total for Max, and 12 races in a row for, McCle- for Red Bull. Red Bull, yeah. Which is a new record, right? New record. Yeah. So if, if there's anything to salvage out of that race from a fan standpoint, you got to see history be made. And I think it was 100% green flag, right? There was not. A- uh, I, yeah, I don't even – I don't think they stopped it after the first fumble. So, no, yeah, I think it was yeah. green all the way through. Um, so – you know, the next question is, how much are they going to pad that record? Uh, you know, we have what five, six, seven races, something like that left. Um, I like that five, six, seven, whatever. Niner. It's less than 10. Did
0: I catch a nine? Is there a nine in niner. there? Niner.
1: <laughs> so, um, Abe Makor, I think that's his last name. He is the editor in chief of the Sports Business Journal. Uh, he protected and he purposely protected the names of the people, but he was at an event over the weekend and he was sitting at a dinner table with a lot of sports executives. And he was Abe said he was very surprised to hear a lot of commentary from these people saying they think Formula One has already peaked here in the United States. Yeah, and that, the data is telling us that. Yeah, and I uh, I said that about three weeks ago, maybe even longer. Yeah. And I th- and it's not a knock on Formula One. It's just this U.S. fan base is uh, finicky. It's bandwagony, and as quickly as they'll follow you, the, they can leave just as quick. Yep. And so, um, it you know, thank goodness I have nothing to do with Vegas. But that gives me indigestion with the amount of money they are piling into building that whole thing in Vegas for November. Yep. Uh, how much money they're going to continue to spend, the headache they're causing Las Vegas, which has a bunch of other headaches. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. I need a brown paper bag to breathe in after looking at that. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: listen, always
0: these these first races at an event, they, they, they make a big deal of it. They spend a ton of money promoting it. Mm. It, it's gonna it's gonna be good. They're gonna the numbers will be good, right? W- will people come back? That's another question. But the numbers for Vegas will be good. I yeah. guarantee it. Oh yeah,
1: I you know here's another. This is way in the weeds, but I think it's interesting for a, a quick discussion. Is Drive to Survive? Do you release them one at a time, or do you do like they do and just throw them all out there and let them all uh, everyone binge watch? Because if you do binge watch, everyone will digest you know, in the first week or two and you go the whole season. And so now you're starting to actually pay attention to the actual racing product. And if you're a casual fan, you're going to be like, this is lame and turn the channel. Or do you stagger it or you can only watch as the weeks go. So you see the real life action on track. And then maybe two days later, you dial in into Netflix and you can see all the behind the scenes stuff that you never even saw.
0: Well, so so that's a great that's a great question a good, great conversation because the IndyCar guys did that yeah they did let's let's do it as we lead up to Indy let's do it you know a week or two in the rear mm-hmm. um, and we'll track things real time so well Drive to Survive does they they video the whole season yeah they get all the content and then they piece together so the limitation of what IndyCar did is your your stories and your plots and your Episodes um, can only be like of a of two two weeks of real time, mm-hmm. where the Drive to Survive guys they did the entire season, so an entire episode can be the season of of one guy right mm-hmm. or of one team, mm-hmm. and that's and that works better I think, and that's what makes Drive to Survive really good is you get the full season of. You know, whatever ten different drivers, mm. and it's like a full, complete start to end story. Um, and they're awesome. They're mm-hmm. so well done, and everyone has everyone has their own story, their own challenge, and, and they play the whole thing through. And I think it works great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can argue both ways, but I, I think it's an interesting topic to discuss because. Uh, when you do how they do it now, I agree the stories are way better the longer you have to massage them and more content you have and more storylines you get to plug in and figure out what your story arc is. Yep. But you also run into this situation now where everyone has seen Drive to Survive and they're just waiting for the next season. Yeah. And you have these races that are not exciting. Yeah.
0: No, No. you're right. Like. So, So. yeah, the other one is is you use these shows – to provide more context to get them hooked to watch the next race right. and see what's next. Right. right? All right. Um, and I don't think Indi- the Indy show did that, but they could have, they did it more of, this is all a buildup to Indy. So, yep. so I don't think anyone's done. Well, maybe they have, but I can't think of an example where they've done what, what you're saying. Um, and with races that are typically a couple weeks apart, maybe you could do that. But, but I think that the indie stuff they were producing, the episodes they were kicking out were probably two weeks in the rear of an event at least. Mm -hmm. Right. So Long Beach would happen and then, you know, another race or two would go by and then they would talk about Long Beach. Yep. So you'd have to, you'd have to crank it out quick. Yep. You'd have less time to produce it and, and, and get it out there. But no, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I could see that being fun. Yep. Uh, okay, so Max Max won that race. He's winning a lot of races. Uh, if he doesn't win the championship, then something's mas- massively wrong. So that was uh, Formula 1. Um, their uh, their next race is uh, this week in uh, Spa in Belgium. So beautiful track. So they're going to be there next yeah, weekend. Yeah, Spa's beautiful. Um, on to IndyCar. Yeah, so they're back-to-back,
0: which is not something F1 does a ton. Yep. But because they're um, close enough... Uh, uh, venues they can they
1: can do that yep. in their, in Europe so they can move quicker. Yep. Um, I know. So this is this is uh, out of sequence from how they uh, came through from a time uh, time standpoint. So we're going to go to Iowa IndyCar, then IMSA, then NASCAR because I'm holding the mic. You do what it, you That's do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Let's do so, it. Uh, it was the high v weekend in Iowa for IndyCar. It was yep. uh, two races, 200, 250 laps each race. Uh, both Saturday and Sunday, they raced them midday, uh, and I think so. Green flag in Iowa was around one or one thirty, depending on what day it was. Um, Hyvee put a ton of money and emphasis and effort into um, activating this event. They own the event visually, and I'm you know they paid for all the naming rights on TV and whatnot. The musical acts we talked about last time, big name folks, um, just a lot of really good activation. And um, I think the weather, they said, was low to mid-80s, but uh, I can't remember what the humidity was. But I was still a little surprised that in the grandstand shots, I think it only holds about 35,000 people in the grandstands, there were still holes in the grandstands. Yeah, there were. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would, I believe it was hard to get a good look, but those giant hospitality structures that they put up, the temporary structures, those should have been full. And I think on Sunday they took a little remote camera before the race started and they went up to go show what that looked like. And it looked really nice. It was not just like white walls and, you know, light beer. So I, they, they did a really good job activating that. But I think the Midwest in the middle of the summer is going to be probably uncomfortable at a minimum from a weather standpoint. So I I think that's something that they have to work against. A track promoter has to work against. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, you know, Formula One ran pretty much unmolested. Both of these races, I think Graham hit the wall, Ryan Hunter Ray hit the wall in two separate days. Didn't really cause that big of a deal. Stingray Rob lost a wheel. uh, And that no one hit that, thank God. So that stayed in the track. And Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of action from a crashing standpoint, yeah. So, which is good and bad, um, I think, from a purist standpoint, that's great. Um, but, uh, so I wrote down here, I think um, the lead car would catch lap, lap traffic in 17 laps. And towards the end of the race, at least on Sunday, when I was really watching, there was like three or four cars on the lead lap, yep. they're just you know, and yep. and there were great. There was great race periods of great racing on restarts that lasted for a couple laps maybe and then it was just kind of finding yep. traction riding the high line and they all got spread out yeah and that pretty much happened on both days yeah and it the results showed uh, yep. Newgarden won both yeah uh, from a championship point standpoint he took a huge piece out of it so Pelot still has a huge lead but it's it was 117 now it's 80. So that was a big swing for New Garden. Yeah, he
0: had an incredible weekend. So yeah. all
1: the all the Penske
0: cars, all were the just,
1: Chevy Penskes, were just stomping everybody. Yeah, they
0: they they had they had something figured out. Yeah. they were probably wishing they had whatever that was at for Indy. That's what they yeah. were probably wishing.
1: Um, yeah, that was, you know, it, it was a good race. Nobody got hurt. High um, uh, V looks like they got they everything they could out of it. It, you know, it was a good weekend, but again, from a uh, someone flicking it on television, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, um, you know, you hit on you hit on the thing that that struck me the most um, is really yeah, you know, three, four, whatever laps in, you have all these cars spread out, and it's just just this giant circle of. Cars going, you know, zoom, 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 mm-hmm. zoom, zoom, all around, all spread out over the track. No, you don't know who's on what lap. And it's just kind of like, eh, yeah. Yeah. this is kind of okay. not that interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Like who are actually the leaders and there's all these cars in the way. And it's just like, yeah, this just doesn't, I don't know, lead for lead to good viewing,
1: good television, whatever. And maybe you can speak to this from an engineering standpoint, but that track, I think most types of cars that race there, especially IndyCar, uh, going into three and four, the pavement was just so bumpy and rough and a lot of people would just get washed up by themselves. I didn't see a lot of that happening. Is that just the teams getting more dialed in on how to set their cars up to be able to, to overcome those bumps? Well, yeah. I mean, IndyCars will
0: have so much downforce that, that that's going to impact them less, mm-hmm. um, especially
1: you know when you're running. It was New Garden last year. Remember? I think he had a broken suspension or something. But he was full speed in the middle of three and four, spun around and, and backed into it into the wall. Yep. And they even mentioned this on TV. He got out under his own power. They put him in the ambulance, went to the medical center, and he passed out. That was last year. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah. So that was – I mean, that's probably concussion, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that, that was a treacherous part of the track is 3-4. Hmm. So, you know – it's Iowa. Thank you for coming, Iowa.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit bad, you know. I, I feel kind of let down from the weekend, um, the Iowa race. Like, yeah. I, I was kind of excited for it, I, you know, because of everything that they do at the track and the concerts and whatever. And, you know, IndyCars on ovals can be a good show. Mm. Um, but for whatever this, for whatever reason this week. And I didn't think it was a very good show. Yep.
1: Well, you, you saved that thought cause that's kind of adding up to okay. my <laughs> closing thought. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, IMSA. So our number three IMSA car was racing in lime rock. This was a GT only event. So GTD pro and GTD am were racing. There was 30 ish, something like that. Cars on the track, But for Lime Rock, there's a lot of cars. Uh, It's a 1.5-mile. I wrote it down here. 1.5 miles. uh, They have three different turn layouts. It opened in 1957, and it sits on 300 acres. So just in case anyone wanted to know that. um, It's kind of in the boonies. Uh, It's in an old rock quarry, and uh, the weather was pretty warm. And, again, another humidity... Uh, a humid race. Yep. Uh, one of our past drivers, Oliver Gavin, he he wrote in, he said, it's low grip, it's narrow, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of contact, heat and humidity are a factor, and as quickly as they um, click the laps off, which was 50, 50 to 53 seconds, depending on where they were, yep. the crew has to be ready to go because there's not a lot of time to get resituated and wait for the car to come in. So he gave us some good insight. Uh, we had our stream going, yeah. uh, which I think was great. Uh, we opened that up at noon, uh, got some good, uh, I think all things considered being at the middle of the day on a Saturday, um, we had uh, a lot of similar names call in or, or watch us. We had a lot of new names yeah, watch that's us. Fun. Yep. Um, we had Doug Feehan, the GOAT, uh, yeah. call in at about 1 o'clock, and then he stayed with, with us till the end. Um, uh, Aston Martin won. Uh, we had a little bit of an issue with uh, either stuck gear or didn't want to go into gear, so that cost us like two or three seconds in the pit stop. Yeah. But it, cost, that it cost us one spot. One spot. Maybe or potentially you could call it two. Yep. Yeah. Um, we looked pretty sporty and qualifying. Uh, however, four of the five cars in our class beat the track record from the previous year. So everyone came ready to go. Um, what were your thoughts on that race? Um, so, so we're
0: really at this point um, in IMSA with our Corvette, you know, battling for, Hunting the championship and Mm -hmm. and battling battling for championship points. Um, We are definitely down on BOP relative to the Lexus and the Aston. So it's all about trying to, um, you know, be crafty, um, get as many points as we can, wherever we can, um, beat them in the pits. So the real strategy at Lime Rock is because it's so hard to pass there, was you know you have to people pass people in the pits mm-hmm. and the way you pass people in the pits is um you save fuel um and you have a very very good pit stop um and and kick and get out in front so we were we had an opportunity to uh pass the lexus i think we we're running third um and we had a, we, we went into the pits with with the lexus and had an opportunity to get them um, but, yeah, so we had a, a sh- gear-shifting issue where we think what happened is the car, uh, some during the driver change, mm. the shifter got hit. It got clipped from first gear to second gear. Um, so when the driver gets in, starts the car, drops the clutch, it was in second gear, not first gear, so mm. it didn't go anywhere. Mm. Installed stalled and then had to, you know, get it going and blah, blah, blah. So we lost, like, I don't know, at least six seconds with that, which was enough to, you know, obviously not not give us that position on the Lexus, but also allowed the Porsche to come by and get us, um, which dropped us down to fourth. And then, um, you know, that track is so tight, um, we weren't able to, to get past to, – to make any passes and ended up fourth. So um, bummer for us, um, the racing – again because it's so hard to pass was not amazing Mm. um but it was kind of cool that like at the end um that full last stint had all the gtd pro cars running together
1: nose to tail nose
0: to tail (laughs) for
1: like 25 minutes
0: (laughs) yeah no i think it was longer than that i think it was yeah well over half an hour yeah and um and they were all, they all ended within a second and a half, four cars within a second and a half. So mm-hmm. they were all nose, to tail, like, I don't know, no one was aggressive enough to really do anything. Um, because also the other thing on that track is if you do go off, it's dangerous, mm-hmm. right? So I think people respect each other even more there. Yep. Um, but anyhow, I think the you know IMSA BOP people were patting each other on the back, thinking everything's awesome because you have f- four cars mm-hmm. um, within yeah. a second and a half. But anyhow, um, yeah, so not a great weekend for us. We ended up two positions behind the Lexus, so we lost another 40 points mm-hmm. to them in the championship, which is not not awesome. So we're about 150 points behind, and basically to calibrate that um, a finish position worth about twenty points. Um, so, so you you know, every time you you're one position ahead uh, of the Lexus, you you can sneak twenty points on them. Yep. Um, so we have four races left. Is that right? I th- I believe so. Yeah, I four races left. All two forty, except for the last one, which is a ten hour. So we you know we're up to having to make up something like twenty five. Well, well, no, more than twenty five points. Uh, uh, so probably two positions a race. Um, for the next four races and we're there's only five cars and well six i think it varies but something like six cars in the class or something so um anyhow enough of that ramble
1: yeah it was i mean you know i think it is it is especially watching it with doug he he's like yep it was Rock. it's kind of didn't really expect anything different than what we saw yep um, we, so, um, speaking of BOP for anyone listening, uh, I think it's, so today is Tuesday. I believe I have it set to go out Thursday. I, I throw out the question cause I, I can't, I can't imagine what I'm going to hear. Uh, I asked all of our fans what they think of BOP and if they were in charge, what would they do? Leave it, change it, take it all away. I, I'm just curious to see what they have to say. That's about a that. great question. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I love that. But I, um. Yeah. As of today, I'm in the get rid of the BOP and just let them eat.
0: Well, you, I mean, you can't,
1: right? Because sure you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even, you know, on on, t- on TV when they had the Lexus in front of us for, you know, we were right behind Lexus Lexus at one point and our car was so much lower. Yeah. But because a manufacturer designs a sports car to go fast, we get penalized for that because Toyota is taking a sedan and making it a race car. Yeah. And when I worked on the Ford project, they made that cockpit so when the two occupants are in there, like there's no room, you're touching shoulders just to go fast on the Mulsanne straight to narrow up that teardrop. And that, that is a manufacturer wanting to make a race car and they have to make a production car as opposed to taking a production car off the line and making it a race car. It's like the philosophies are different. Yeah. So a, a racing philosophy should not get penalized. That's my thought as of today. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. NASCAR. Love it or hate it. NASCAR. So NASCAR was in Pocono. Um, so I don't know what the schedule was like last year. This was the only – this is going to be the only race of Pocono. Yeah. There used to be two. It used to be two for many years. Yeah. And they maybe had 60,000 fans total between the two. And uh, you know 30,000 people in the stands of Pocono looks like 10,000 people and is like they, uh, they've had problems with weather. It, it's in the, it's in the Pocono Mountains when it, it's like a time warp, it's like you're back in 1975 it totally is. And totally it's is. like, where am I? Yes, there's nothing to do up there.
0: yeah, those little motels and, and what have you. yeah.
1: but they sell the friggin place out. like it is packed. Um, I, you know, visually, the infield, I've never seen the infield like that before. Pocono said this is the most attended race they've had in the last 10 years.
0: So is it, well, yeah, I mean, the the doubleheaders, well, not the doubleheaders, but when they race there twice a season, they only ever had, like, it was like,
1: weeks separating yeah, them i think it was five weeks at the most yeah between the races like they had enough
0: time to clean the <laughs> grandstands and, <laughs> and and yeah plant some grass and they yeah. had to go again
1: yeah that was one of my least favorite places to go to I, I i i enjoyed the track um and again you know don't get me on my horse here but there was a track designed and developed and built specifically for indycar and uh, IndyCar has put on some good races in the past there recently. Then there was a huge gap, and then they used to race there all the time. You know, it has three corners. They're all the geometry and all the corners are different, and they, they mirror Trent, New Jersey, somewhere in Indianapolis. I forget the turn two. I forget what track that mirrors. But they, like, progressively get lower banking as you go around, so you can never really get your car set up to run perfectly or, uh, good around there. Um, so I think it promotes good racing. It's been hugely dangerous in an Indy car, IndyCar yeah. uh, for a couple times recently. Yep. Um, but that's that's Pocono. So NASCAR shows up. Um, they start racing. Uh, there's spins. There's wrecks. Um, uh, Logano won stage two. He very quickly wrecks. No, Logano won stage one. He wrecks at the beginning of stage two. Yeah. <laughs> He got roughed up. He was in the middle of a beehive. He locks it up, spins around, blows all of his tires. (laughs) I don't know if you heard the clip going around. (laughs) I can't can't even say it with a straight face. No, let me hear it. So his car was drivable. I think he may have had a tie rod busted, but I don't know. But it it was for sure drivable, but all tires were down on air. So the crew comes over. He leaves his window net up, and he says, tow me back to the pits. So they pick up his car from the back, lift it up, and because the clearance on the front of the car is low already, plus yeah. no air in the tires, yeah. as they're dragging him for two miles, they're ripping the front of his car apart. <laughs> and he is in there, not keyed up on the microphone, but there's a microphone on the in-car camera. <laughs> and he's just going crazy. What the he fabricate. is. So Joey on TV... Like when you like, hey, it's Coke Day. Let's interview Joey. He's like, hey, good golly, guys. <laughs> he was motherfucking stupid son of a bitch. He was, his face was, was just, he just boom. lost it. Oh my god, totally lost it. And they towed him back to the pits, and he was pretty much done. They yeah. just destroyed his car. <laughs> oh my god, I totally missed that. But I did catch,
0: I did catch the helmet throw. <laughs> yeah. Did you get? Did you see the helmet throw? I
1: saw the helmet throw, but I was – uh, so um, he was in the Little League World Series. I forget what year. So he should have at least made contact. Um, but it's funny because the people in the booth are like, oh, he threw his helmet. Next. You know, and every other – like, you know, there was the Tony Stewart – Kenseth and Bristol when yeah. Tony th- – and that was a big deal. Danica Patrick throwing a helmet, that was a big deal.
0: Helmet throws are a huge
1: deal. And Austin Dillon throwing a helmet and, you know, skipping it, and he didn't hit anything. Like, he completely missed, and then nobody hit it from behind. So it's like, oh, that was kind of funny. So – I I don't know what
0: it is, but, uh, like, I love helmet throws. <laughs> <laughs> i just like, he threw his helmet. I love
1: that. Well, uh, yeah, I mean – And it's, I mean, and when you get down and, you know, Robbie Gordon throwing his helmet at Michael Waltrip in Loudoun, I remember that when Michael, when, uh, when Gordon was standing in traffic and from a certain angle, it looks like they're going to hit him. But that, that to me is probably one of the dumbest things you can do because you're taking something that's probably between four and $7,000 and you're. Potentially destroying it, yeah if you hit it hard enough and you're not gonna hurt anybody <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a way it's a way of ridding you of a lot of pent up frustration
1: is what it is I would like yes. a DX crotch shot you know from back in the day <laughs> <laughs> because that would be better than a helmet throw it would save everyone a lot of money <laughs> i don't know i I have to tell you w- When I get really, really, really angry,
0: throwing something makes me feel so good. Really? Oh, yeah. And just releases all that frustration so quickly. Yeah. Try
1: it. I'm the opposite because I I know I'm going to destroy something that I want or I need or I like. And so
0: pick up a rock and throw it at the <laughs> ground. It <laughs> doesn't have to be something to destroy, but it, Oh my God, it, try it. It feels so good. Okay. Um, but anyways, I was just looking to see if they've announced any penalty or anything. Um, yeah, I don't
1: know. I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, Larson wins stage two. Um, Austin threw his helmet. Um, Justin Haley wrecked pretty good. Slapped the driver side wall. Um, and then as the, uh, end of the race is coming up, uh, we see familiar faces out front with Larson and Hamlin. Yep. Uh, they, I think it was coming off of a restart. Um, Hamlin and Larson got into a new position like Hamlin and Bubba did the previous year, and uh, where Denny said he'd left Bubba enough room, which was basically a, a, a lane's worth and no room for error. And based on the comments, uh, Larson and Hamlin. Yesterday, ended up in the same spot, but Hamlin maybe gave him six more inches than he did Bubba. Either way, Larson washes up, hits the wall. Larson finishes, I don't know, eighth or ninth or something like that. Danny wins the race. There was a late uh, spin. Priest spun. He was like a lapped car, and he spun. And uh, he spun in between two and three. The pack was coming, and NASCAR waited as long as, as humanly possible to throw the yellow because the next flag was going to win it. And so they threw it, and everyone just started booing. And I think they were booing because they hate Denny Hamlin, they hate him that they dumped Kyle, they hate him that he drives for Toyota, all of the above. Yeah. And um, well, and now and
0: now that Kyle Busch is gone from Joe Gibbs <laughs> Racing, right. he's next on the list to get to get harassed and picked on. Right. <laughs> that's right. So now they cheer for Kyle Busch. Yeah. Trevor for Childress and and Joe Gibbs. Uh, Denny Hamlin gets gets booed. Yep.
1: Um. So I, uh, I am my, I'm a marketing person in motorsports, so I look at a lot of stuff differently. And I look at and having, have been in and currently now with my hand on the pump on sales, I see everything mostly different than the fans do because I know what's really going on and why things need to happen. And a lot of times things are happening purely from a financial standpoint, even though it may piss the fans off. So I understand why the fans are getting pissed off at certain things, but I understand why things are happening. I also am a racing fan that is probably uh, a little right of center when it comes to being entertained. You are probably the opposite where you're more, you want to see racing. I appreciate good racing, but but my statement about this past weekend was I was uh, until the second half of the NASCAR race, I was not entertained at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was like and I you know, I know we do this and I I want to be I want to watch at least the majority of all the races so I don't have to always go back and watch this stuff. It was like I fell asleep three or four times. Yeah. And that's a problem. And you know, like I said, love or hate NASCAR, the thing that they're pretty good at is creating drama. Yes. And we are st- we are still talking about it. The Twitter people and the drivers are still talking about it, and they'll talk about it all the way up to Richmond. Yep, yep. So, yeah, there's none
0: of the, – you're, you're so right. Like, there's none of those stories coming out of Iowa. Yeah. There's none of those stories coming out of yep. Lime Rock. And, and there's the, none of those stories coming out of
1: uh, Hungary, yeah. right? And this is – but this is why – this is why NASCAR will always create more drama because of the cars they race in. So the F1 drivers know they cannot get fresh with each other because someone's going to get hurt, and those cars are a shitload of money. The IndyCar drivers know for sure they cannot bump and grind because people are going to die because that's happened before in the past. Yep. IMSA, gentlemen Racers, you know, we saw with the whole um, – Michael Shank, you know he cheated in in the Rolex, yep. and the next weekend or whatever oh, in Sebring, we went there, and it's like, what is going on? Yeah, people were pissed at him for yeah. cheating. Yeah, and um,
0: well, you also that one too. You have expensive cars. Yeah, low budgets. Yes, yeah, and and Lime Rock's a dangerous place. Yeah, so everyone's really there's an the
1: unspoken rule of like let's just kind of race and move on. Yeah, yeah, and NASCAR is like. Nope. Nope. Yep. Uh, we're they have built these cars to sustain more damage without being totally crippled. Yeah. Um, which has caused other issues, but you know they're still very rigid. Well, and and, and our cars are,
0: are consumable, right? when we, right. we don't intend to finish every race with a
1: full functioning car for next yep. week. So yeah, that was the one thing I had. I was not entertained, and uh, and because I'm I am more of an entertainment like. I, I will watch crashes. I'm, I'm more towards that group than more like, you know, what's the lap time on lap 73. So um, because I fall more in that bucket, I just wasn't entertained. So yeah. I don't um, – it just is what it is, but um, I don't know. It's a good thing that there are s- – in, in this case, there are several racing series where you can you can choose your, your poison, basically. You can identify and, and watch – the series that you enjoy watching only—you um, know—you don't have to be crazies like us watching everything. Um, but uh, you know, it, I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one for me to digest because I have a I have a soft spot for IndyCar in my heart, and they um, <laughs> they're still <laughs> so okay. So here's the other interesting thing: Pocono last year TV ratings. Uh, 1.58 and so and and let me back up no no weather last last year they were both on USA last year and this year so not the greatest um, network to be on last year was a 1.58 rating with 2.8 million people Um, oh wait I'm I'm sorry I read that wrong so last year 1.56 2.59 million people this year 1.58 2.8 million people so it went up but barely And you can say that there was more happening this race. There was more people at this race. It was going up against races, other races the weekend that were pretty boring. Yeah. So it's like, and this gets back to, I won't mention the detail, but the conversation we had earlier, it's like, can you have a sports product that people enjoy? Yes. It's popular. It's how difficult or how easy is it to monetize that? And in some cases, it's it's kind of difficult. Just because you're popular doesn't mean you're going to be able to monetize something. Mm-hmm. So um, that rating, even though that's a data point and not the end all be all, that that's telling me that they, even though NASCAR is riding a pretty good wave of popularity, they need to think even harder to you know get more people to watch it, to activate more against it, to make more stuff happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty average yeah.
0: NASCAR number, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Did you have numbers on the other? No, I didn't see anything. They had, like, um, uh, SRX, they had uh, they had a 0. .36 or 0. .38, so really low. But, you know, it was something. Um, and that was really only it. I was waiting to see if they had the IndyCar stuff come out, but they did not. Yep. okay. Um, yeah, so Formula 1. Uh, next week is Spa. Uh, uh, yeah, this coming weekend is Spa. Um, IndyCar is off this coming weekend. Then they're in Nashville. Um, IMSA is off this weekend, and then they're going to be at Road America. And then NASCAR is this weekend, and they'll be at Richmond. Right on. So yeah, that was a lot of. There's a lot of races. It's a yeah. lot, of, lot of cars. Lot of cars. Well, yeah,
0: I, I think you summed it up right. The, the there was a lot of racing. Yeah, not nothing really till we had some drama at the end of yeah. the NASCAR race that was yeah, like good, good exciting TV. Um we'll call it. But I mean, again, there's always really fun good storylines. Um you know, if you put that number 1, I would put the fact that you've got um Mercedes and McLaren and all these guys, you know, catching up to Red Bull. That that's got me captivated. Yep. And, and I'm super keen to kind of yep. follow the rest of the season to see what
1: happens. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but Lando, he went for his signature champagne. Remember, I told you the, the, yeah. tornado, the tornado one? Yep. And I it, it did work, the but slam. when he did it, he knocked the trophy off and, <laughs> and broke it. And the trophy broke. And I guess it's, you know, of course, it's made by some, you know, limited. And so they said it takes like six months to make those trophies or or a trophy, and it's like $40,000. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm sure they'll cry themselves to sleep over that. But uh. (laughs) Okay. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for putting up with us. Have a good one. Have a good day. Yeah, bye.